You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hear ye, hear ye. The court is now in session. The Honorable Michael Lord presiding. All rise. <laughs> this, this feels like a uh, different type of podcast now. Who are we sitting in judgment of? Well, but I this do. is Mike Lord. And this is Tom Roche. <laughs> and, we I are, will have to, and we are uh, talking okay. about... The court. The court, exactly. Is it all comes Rilsen. together. It does come together. See, it's it's Peter Gabriel's new track released at the time of the full moon. And one thing that I think that I'm realizing now, and maybe I could have realized this before, is that this goes back to last month a little bit, that it feels like that these mixes that are being released maybe are not the mixes that will be on the album itself. I believe that is correct. And, and from what I'm seeing, and I think the pattern is, they're releasing both the bright side and the dark side. Last time it was the bright side first. This time it was the dark side first. So I assume by the end of the week, we'll have the bright side. And there's also a third version called, I think, the inside mix, which is done for super headphones where you can hear the atmosphere and the 3D kind of effect. But those, yeah, whether or not any of those are the actual album tracks who will, is to be seen. Right. And it does make me wonder if there will be some sort of kind of super deluxe release of this new album with kind of the standard, you know, whether it's the standard 40, 50, 60 minute long album, however long it ends up being. And then, you know, a bonus disc of these bonus mixes or or anything. We have not heard anything on our front or whatever, but if there's anyone out there who does know more about this, let us know. So... Peter's new track has the jury reached its verdict, Mike. 
I, my verdict. I'm, I'm going to run these court puns into the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm going to say I, I liked the bits of it, but I don't know if, if this comes together as a cohesive whole, as much as I liked Panopticom coming together. And like, I listened to it a bunch leading up to this recording to kind of drive it into my head and kind of get a sense of things. And, and I thought the groove was great. I liked different things about it, but it seemed like it kind of jumped from section to section and the chorus being, you know, and the chorus dun dun was a little bit short for me. Like I wanted that to breathe a little bit more. So that was my general impression. Well, how about you, Tom? What's the, what's the verdict on your side? <laughs> we have a hung jury here, but you know, that's just my poll. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think, the same as you. The, the I listened to it obviously a few times. I liked the the groove of it. The chorus, I liked its quirkiness. That it was just like this big wall of sound. The court will rise uh, while the pillars fall. I liked the last minute of it. I think a little bit more than the first part of it. It's got this piano that comes in, yeah, and then it's kind of right. like this groovy last minute of uh, a different kind of out verse chorus than was you know throughout the remainder of the song the the first part of the song i know there's a whole history of how he came up with this track it's based on the work of i can't even go into it now but there's (laughs) he's releasing a a, about a 10 minute youtube video with every of these full moons so if you want the full backstory it's you can definitely YouTube it full moon February. Yeah. Let uh, let and, Peter yeah. describe it. He can describe <laughs> it better than we can and everything. Ten times so. better than we can. He it's it's nice. I got into it a little bit more as I listened to it. But like the first track, I think it's really good. I I haven't been bowled over yet. Right. Uh, maybe this is blasphemy to any Gabriel purist out there who will love anything he does, but it's I would like, at least with the third March release, mm-hmm. something a little bit lighter in subject matter and maybe in feel as well. Like, I, I don't need a sledgehammer, but... <laughs> Tom, you are reading my mind. <laughs> let's, lighten the, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, I, I was thinking 98% the same thing as you, where <laughs> where I was like, I really like this. And again, politically, I'm pretty much in alignment with Gabriel. Exactly. Like I really do kind of believe that these are important things that he's singing about and kind of writing about. But I do want a fun track. Yes. And fun can be very broad. I'm not looking for it to be, again, a carbon copy of a sledgehammer, kiss that frog or, you know, a steam or something like that. It can be a meaningful lyric, but maybe within a different feel of the song. And if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not saying Gabriel has to do this stuff, but it's it's. I would want something a little bit different. Maybe to me, it's like, oh, you know, throw in something with horns in it throw in something with a little bit of a different type of arrangement. I liked that there was this string arrangement on this track that you kind of hear in the middle of it kind of prominently. And you can see it again on the full moon video, kind of the recording of that. I want some of that experimentation, but within more of, again, maybe that more fun idea of, a track, you know, something that's not about, you know, you know, (laughs) 
people in horrible situations and all that. So again, you know, that's maybe that's shallow me just wanting a little bit more of fun in the music. And this is, I like this, you know, you don't have to know what the song is about to kind of think about it. Mm -hmm. And when you watch the video and hear what Gabriel says, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what this is about. Listening to the track, I don't necessarily get, I don't necessarily take away all of what he's talking about it. I can guess from it being called the court that there's certainly some sort of, you know, justice feel to this music and in content and lyrics, but I don't necessarily, you don't get the depth of him talking about the track because lyrics are supposed to be a bit more oblique. And I enjoy that about it. It, um, even to something a little bit more stripped down, like I don't need bells and whistles overproduced, like 18 different tracks of different sounds and ambient noises and, and anything like that. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the first two tracks that we've heard so far have that and that's great. But like, let's do a, a, something a little bit more on the quieter side. A washing a little, of the water, perhaps. A washing of the water, a little bit more melodic, a little less singing like Barry Williams show. I got a lot of that feel from this track where it's just a, and then the band, and then the band, and then the band, it's like, I just, I think he has a great voice and I just wish he would stretch it out a little bit more as opposed to kind of like this kind of rap singing a little bit. Yeah. Something a little bit more melodically interesting for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. We're, it, we didn't talk about this before the podcast at all, but it is, kind of amazing how how in line we are with our thoughts and <laughs> we should do a podcast I, I know it's amazing so but but it does kind of but i also don't want to make it sound we're recording these in the moment of you know hearing these tracks for the first time within 48 hours of recording these yeah and so these tracks may grow on us in different ways i think that we you know, put caveat, caveat, caveat to all this, all these things where we reserve the right to change our opinions either way about this music as it goes forward. Once the full album comes out and we can sit down and listen to that and really digest it, you know, it'll take, you know, again, there's those initial impressions of, I like it. I don't like it. However you feel about it. And then over the course of a year, you start getting more refined with it as you do with all of these things. There's a there's a skill with these things, and and I I talked about this with it, it may not be a perfect analogy, but I remember talking with somebody online, another kind of Genesis friend, who basically said something along, along the lines of all of Paul McCartney's new music sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, you're talking about Paul McCartney, one of the greatest songwriters of the 20th and into the 21st century, and yes, when you first listen to a new Paul McCartney album. And you're judging it against Revolver <laughs> or, you know, right. the White Album or even, you know, McCartney 1 or McCartney 2 or something like that. You've lived with that music for decades. And so, of course, a new track is going to be like, what is this? This doesn't sound like X. But as you kind of have to try to figure out, like, how can I listen to this music as if I've been listening to it for the last 10 years? Or just give yourself time to really digest the music also because you know you you read reviews of any album at the time it came out 
and there can be, you know, oh, this isn't great. Or, you know, even Gabriel has this, you know, oh, you know, it's uh, so is so poppy. What are people doing about this? And it's like, but as it grows on you, you have a different perspective on it. And so that's, that's what I always think about new music from, as they call them, legacy artists, which is a polite way of saying old artists. <laughs> and you just kind of go in that direction. You kind of let it let it wash over you and, and not worry too much about the judgment and more about, I think our comments are more just observations in the moment. We're not saying this is good. This is bad. It's just, Oh, we, we've liked these tracks. We like the feel of it. This one, like I said, maybe doesn't quite hang together as much as Panopticon does. And I just like saying Panopticon better. <laughs> it's fun to say and, Francisco. Yeah, it is. yeah exactly. And, and yeah, I think that for the third track, you know, Gabriel, if you're listening out there, maybe, maybe it'll be, um, maybe there'll be something different in feel released, whether it's more moody in certain ways or whether it's more up in certain ways. Hmm. So, um, as, as you said, we're kind of right now at this point, examining pieces of a puzzle individually, perhaps you know, it'd be really interesting to see when this album comes out and we see the whole picture put together, ordered, sequenced in a way that fits his narrative of what he wants to do with this music. We could be like, oh, now I see what this track has to do with this track and what he's trying to say and what a common thread he's kind of weaving through these. So, you know, I'm, I'm as much as we might be sounding a little bit negative on this, but as I said, this is just our snapshot in time of our initial impressions of these tracks as i said the excitement around it is still high for me yeah like when i knew the full moon was coming up and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was what's it gonna ready. be what's the song gonna be like this month so. right i mean i i really like this kind of gradual promotion of the yeah. album with releasing these tracks in this in this uh in this way it's, it's it's been an exciting time i think for anyone who you know, this is the first time we've gotten new music from him in over 20 years. So this yeah. is this is a this is a good time. Right. And also that I think that that he realizes that, you know, any album he puts out, it's like it's not gonna sell three million copies or whatever. It's right. it's the the market for buying music is very different than it was the last time he put out an album, even. And so this is a way to generate both excitement for the tour excitement for new material in general and a way to get as we discussed before this this music in people's heads that may be being played live maybe even before the next album comes out i don't think we have a, a an actual release date for the album yet at this not point yet still and so we'll see how it ends up working out but if there is some sort of you know multi-disc you know with multiple mixes and you know surround sound whatever i will certainly buy that because I both want to support Gabriel in doing new music and I do want to hear this music in all the different ways you can hear it. <laughs> this was, I, I told Mike that I, I had a subject or a tangent I was going to go off onto. And yes. actually this was a good segue from you unbeknownst to you. To me, mixes are superfluous. Okay. Like for me, I, I, I'm, and I get where you're coming from, if that's your thing. Like for you, you, you don't like seeing an artist do an album live start to finish. Yes. That's not your thing. It's I love it. For me, don't give me the dark side mix. Don't give me the bright side mix. Give me what is your mix that's on the album. 
Like, make I know, a statement. Make a statement, as, as DAC always says, commit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then it got to me thinking about mixes in general, because as I said, there's going to be at least three that are released with each song that's coming up. They could be differ from what's on the album. Yep. Like, I just want to just give me the right version. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I just, because yeah. I, I have a lot of baggage when it comes to mixes and remixes. And I don't mean like, oh, you're the thinking of the, the I can't album. dance sex mix really is what you're <laughs> thinking of. Just like, what is this? That's a close second. The ones that I think ruined it for me was in the early nineties when Hollywood records released the queen oh, albums yes. on, on CD. And each of them had like one or two quote unquote bonus remixes. And they were horrible. They were God awful. <laughs> I can't stand them. Like they were just, some of them were, okay playable and some of them were just like this is horrible so it's like i don't need that stuff and i just was trying to do a little bit more research so i I broke out the archive two box set okay and i listened to disc three which is probably my least listened to disc because it has (laughs) the 12 inch remix of invisible touch lana confusion and tonight 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 and i'm listening to this i'm going why why you don't (laughs) you don't need to do this like this this might be like the the one positive I but see John Pope's to, to Potoker or whatever his name was needs all that work doing these <laughs> remixes is that sometimes you can hear different instruments brought to the front that you wouldn't normally hear when on the regular album track version. Uh, for me, that was like the only positive from this. I have more to say, but what you you like hearing different mixes, so you would want like an album with like. The uh, disc one is the album. Disc right. two is alternate versions, mixes. Yeah. Well, I like that. I, I agree with you that I'm not a big fan of that kind of 80s model of having, you know, dance mixes or kind of these mixes that had, you know, a lot of different instrumentation put on by somebody who has nothing to do with the band. Right. Like those John Tokes Batoker mixes and everything. Sorry, John, if you're listening out there. So, um, <laughs> But this type of remix where it's like, oh, somebody who's worked with Gabriel before is remixing this this version of the track with the instrumentation that exists and maybe kind of layering things differently like that's or maybe even rearranging the song in ways we're not even clear about at this point. I like hearing that. But yes, I also do like the version of the of the song. I agree with you on that. Like, I want to know what Gabriel's version of this is. Because that is, to me, that's the artist making a statement and saying, this is the version that I am standing behind. Right. But I'm also willing to open it up and see what person X thinks or person Y thinks. And so I appreciate them. But yeah, I don't want the, I don't want those versions to be the definitive statement. Although rarely you might find that, oh, this mix, I actually like this better than the Gabriel mix of this or the or the regular mix of it. So you you move forward and you see how it is. But yeah, I, I agree with you in in theory, if not always 100 percent in practice. Like I want the say I think I want the same version as you. I'm just more open to the idea that these remixes or different mixes have a value to them on their own too. Well, just if anyone listening out there has done their own mix of the court, uh, Mike's Mm -hmm. email address is, (laughs) please flood his inbox. 
Well, here's the thing. I have no interest in <laughs> fan remixes. So um, if like I really like I do want and I hate this word, but I do want the curation of Gabriel at least saying, oh, that's an interesting mix. Put that one out, you know, because I'm sure there's stuff he listens to if if he doesn't at least appreciate the remix that somebody has done of his work. He's not going to say, oh, yeah, let's put that out. If he thinks it's garbage, he's not going to put it out. At least these remixes have some sort of, in Gabriel's eyes, they have some sort of value. And on the plus side, one I'm looking for the silver lining and all this, the silver rainbows and all this. Of course. Is that if, at least with the tracks that he's releasing up to the album, if there are different versions on the album when it comes time to our track by track of the yeah. album, we'll have at least, you know, if we haven't already discussed it ahead of time, we'll have the actual album versions to discuss and what differences we found between right. that and the 84 mixes of it that came out before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It'll be, it'll still be fresh in certain ways. Again, this will be fresh for quite a while because it's, it's all new, but I think having, new versions to discuss when that when this comes out later in the year will be really interesting to do properly and it may, may, yeah. maybe because it is an old it seems like a, a not really a thing that people do these days much like different mixes like as you said it was like a, a very big in like the late 80s you had the dance mixes the sex mixes <laughs> early 90s you know you had the, right. jet, the invisible touch ones at the mid to late 80s there was the whole 12 inches phil had a a a cd release of the 12 inch versions of things for in no jacket required in in fact i i i don't think i'd ever listened to that before so i figured well as long as i'm judging mixes i might as well ask alexa if she has it Mm. which i did so here i actually recorded myself and her answer when i asked her to play that (laughs) album so here's that exchange all right Alexa, play Phil Collins' 12 Inches. I couldn't find 12 Inches by Phil Collins, but here is other music by Phil Collins. So when I finally got her to play the album that I wanted to, which she called Phil Collins' 12 Errs, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Good for one listen, and I would never have to revisit that again. So I, I didn't purchase that when it came out back in, I don't know, it must have been uh, 84 late 85 before yeah, invisible yeah, touch right yeah probably sure so i mean because i, I feel like he at the time i did get it used after <laughs> the fact so again being a completist you know doing a podcast you kind of feel like oh i should probably have these things so and you're like wow this looks like it was only played once <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's in pristine condition is there so has a the rap version of this out there yeah exactly so but um but yeah but i remember it being out and i remember thinking even at the time, I had not bought No Jacket Required myself. I think my right, brother had right. it. So I was just like, oh, do I need to buy the 12-inch versions of this, of an album I don't have? And the answer at that point was no. So so it's interesting. You know, I think that will Peter put out a 12-inchers of stuff? <laughs> who knows? Do people, do the kids today, who are, I'm sure are listening to this podcast, even know... They they might be into vinyl, but do they, do they know really the whole kind of twelve inch culture that was out there, the singles and stuff? Or cause probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, we're old now, right? Hmm. So, anywho, <laughs> <I have> no- <laughs> <laughs> the next full moon is I think March sixth or seventh. 
I'm not sure. It's right, oh, wow. It's, That's, yeah. Yeah, so it's coming up, and you know, I'm looking forward to uh, the third track to see what it is, and yeah. obviously we'll be back to uh, give our thoughts on that. We will. So do we want to predict, do you think it will be a more... I'll, I'll use the word poppy just as a general phrase. Do you think it'll be more of just a, a song that has that vibe to it that we were talking about, a sledgehammer-ish type of thing? Or will it be something similar to what we've gotten already? No, I'll, I'll put my money on something different, something right. a little out of left field from what we've heard before these two tracks. So uh, it's my money on that, my hopes, my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, so... No, I agree. I, I, I feel the same way and it'll be interesting to see if, if we're right or if we're a bit off the mark or if we're totally off the mark. Interesting to see. Well, I'd say, uh, that wraps this court session. Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) I'll have to find a gavel sound to, uh, throw into this mix or whatever. So, or the, uh, the, uh, law and order bump, bump. (laughs) Exactly. Justice. (laughs) Genesis Justice. Well, this is Mike. And this is Tom. And this has been a brief, rare, brief episode of Tabletop Genesis for you. And we'll see you again soon. Between the good and the bad, we 
lost the line between the sane and the mad To draw the line across the writing path The line of conscience that we never have had And the chord will rise While the pillars on fall Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes. All right, cool. Let's let's uh, start this up. I will sit back and relax and let you as I, there's some other people who talk about this where it's like, oh, are you driving this one or am I driving this one? Kind of like who's who's in the driver's seat with this. So happy to hand over the driver's seat. Well, you, you'll understand where I'm going after I start it. All right. You have an All idea. Right. I like this. So. All right. Hear ye, hear ye. The court is now in session. The Honorable Michael. Lee. <laughs>